Watching the last dance, I was very surprised to see our next guests. Let's welcome in our old friend. He is a linebacker out of Evanston Township High School. It's our old buddy, Jeremy Piven. How are you, brother? Why, why were you surprised to see me? You know that I averaged 27 <laughs> points in game six. Uh, can I tell this story, how I uh, took a picture of the TV screen and texted it to you, and <laughs> immediately you send a picture of yourself in front of your TV screen, two heads, sending it back? Absolutely, man. We were both so, <laughs> listen, I, we're huge sports fans, and, you know, it just to, to be a part of that, when ESPN called, I, I couldn't believe it, you know, because I, it's a part of our lives, our, you know, our childhood, everything, and and. To ask to be a part of it was incredible. And, you know, they asked for, like, you know, can you just give us a, a quick story? And, you know, me, I, I grew up on the stage there in Chicago. And, right. And um, I, uh, the idea of being left out of the last dance um, <laughs> was too daunting. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, they asked for one. I probably sent them 12, okay. maybe 14 stories. Just because I, I, I just thought maybe if I could go one for 14, then I win. <laughs> it's a numbers game, isn't it? The total numbers game, man. Everything but it was, in life. it was an honor. Uh, well, I, I, rem- I, I don't know if you remember this, but back in 98, I first moved to uh, Chicago, and I had my first radio gig at WCKG, which was a talk station at the time. You were doing Cupid. That's when I had you originally on my show. So you were filming a TV show here while the Bulls were making that last run. What was that like? Oh, man, it, it, it was incredible. I mean, I wish that I would have gotten a chance to see more games. Um, but I do remember going to a game, and they were so kind to me. You know, it was like, you know, you shoot like 14-hour days or whatever on set. And so I just kind of got lucky, got out of there in time to see a game. I had no ticket. They were kind enough to let me in the stadium. And they said, listen, we don't have any... They knew me, you know, because I've been going to games forever. And they said, listen, we have, we have a seat on press row. And I was like, that's incredible. They're like, here's the deal, though. You can't cheer. If you cheer no. for the Bulls, we have to throw you out. <laughs> and I'm like, no, are you kidding? And the best seats in the house, you know, living right. the dream. And I'm watching MJ just ripping the rim down, glistening, tongue, tongue wagging, and they're crushing it. And we're all, and I'm just sitting on my hands. And I just, you know, had an out-of-body experience and just started cheering. And as they were throwing me out, <laughs> Ahmad Rashad, yes. Ahmad Rashad pointed to me and goes and runs over, you know, and he goes, no, 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 he's with me. No, 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 let him stay. And they're like, not anymore. And then they just threw me out. And bless them, I, I watched the, the, the game with everyone else, you know, out front. Right. And it was, it, you know, it just goes to show you, if you're a Chicago fan, there's no way... It's almost like they should do that as some sort of a test because there's no way you can watch watch a, a team like that and sit on your hands. I've been there. I, I went to Wrigley, and they said the only way you can get in is sit in the press box. You can't say a word, and I got thrown out too. Because you can't, oh, help, you you, you can't help yourself. Badge you know? of honor. Right. And by the way, how about the scene where Ahmad Rashad and Michael Jordan are driving from Deerfield, where Michael lived at the time, and they were going to the NBA Finals and both smoking cigars on the way to the game? <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know, it's a little less impressive than Ahmad Rashad could smoke a cigar and then ask questions mm. to uh, other athletes. Right. The idea that MJ can smoke a cigar, eat a steak, and then play 42 minutes, win the MVP, get six, 
championships. I mean, he they should definitely study his DNA because he really didn't. I mean, according to the guys talking, you know, even even uh, Reggie Miller, it, Michael didn't need much sleep even in crunch time. Right. So it's kind of incredible. Man, did you mean Michael back in the day? You know what? It, it's funny. I didn't. Back in the day, you know, we, I was either on stage or, or lucky enough to to do something in front of a camera in in Chicago, and I it was like a joke because I knew George, who you know is the kind of right hand man. And, George Kohler, yeah. Um, yes, yes. I, you know, I'm. There's a crazy story, and I don't know if it's true. The story was. Can we tell it on the radio? That, you know. Uh, yes. Okay. I, the, sto- the story was that MJ showed up. They flew him in for the first time into Chicago when they drafted him. And there wasn't anyone there to pick him up. And George said, hey, right. uh, you know, hey, Mike, uh, I, you know, I noticed that there's no one here. I'm a driver. I'd be honored to give you a ride. And um, gave him a ride. And they've been together ever since. That's what I heard happen. And you know what's so interesting? As we're watching it unfold, you get to see at the time when MJ was looking for a shoe deal, um, they had all the big shots over at Adidas and, and Converse. And, and you know, there was this company that wasn't doing well, a little company called Nike. Right. And MJ's mom said, listen, let's give him a shot. And you saw the pictures, you know, welcome Jordan family. And they rolled out the red carpet and treated them you know, like family, and the rest is history. Right. And it's just an interesting little, you know, not that we don't already know that lesson, but, you know, we just have to just treat each other with as much respect as possible, and then anything's possible. Right. So that was a great story. How great does Michael Jordan's mother look, Dolores? She looks fantastic. She does. I I mean, she looks so good that you don't know what decade we're looking at. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yes, you're right. Yeah. I, you know, she's being interviewed, and you're like, is that the 90s? Is that today? When is that? Right. I, I think most of it was today. It was recent. By the way, when did they, when did you record your stuff and send it in for The Last Dance? Because the director was putting it together, the final episode, the week before it aired. So it was crunch time. They were just editing this thing together last minute. They were, and it, it's so impressive what they did. I mean, I, I'm putting together a doc myself, and so I have a little reference to how hard it is, and they did an incredible job. I mean, every every moment of it uh, counted, you know, from, from the music cues to the editing, and yes, they were scrambling, because obviously everyone needs content right now. You know that. Right. That's why you're talking to me. That's why you're <laughs> slumming with me right now, and then you're going to get JR afterwards. <laughs> Who's next? You're going to try to find Chelios and dig him, get him out of the sun we had, somehow? We had Chelly on uh, three weeks ago, and um, uh, I, I talked to him a few days ago. All he does is surf. You ever see that guy? You know what? I, I used to see him all the time. Uh, I was lucky enough to buy his house there in Malibu, and he's living the dream. He's, he stand up paddles, and he's Greek, yeah. so he gets he, he sits in the sun and lives <laughs> his dream, and, and he deserves it. <laughs> he he deserves it. Um, what in God's name were we talking about? Oh, yeah, you were the, talking the, about the documentary, putting it together. Yeah, they they did an incredible job, and they were they somehow had to rush their process, and they called me. And a bunch of people just, you know, just trying to get Chicago folks together and tell stories and then try to see if they can fit them in. And, and I made the cut um, somehow. 
and uh, I told him just a bunch of different stories, you know, mm-hmm. and and I was just insanely honored to be a part of it. But, you know, I, I, I was such a fiend for it because I, I was blown away at the level of storytelling because it's not easy to do what they did. And it, it somehow, you know, all the footage, obviously, you know, in real time was from 98. And then so they had this kind of jagged timeline where they kept going back and forth and it completely worked on every level. I it was riveting. It. Oh my gosh. I love brilliant. It. Yes. They did. I would love to work with those guys. I'll make sandwiches for those guys. <laughs> I just want to see how, how they do it, man. They, they did. No, I mean like even that music, the old school hip hop, everything was perfect. Yeah. You know, it wasn't too much, too little. It was just, and yeah, watching MJ driving in that like classic, Red '98 Range Rover, smoking cigars. Right. I mean, are you kidding me? It doesn't get any cooler than that. I don't know how. It was amazing. We never got a peak back in the day, and we got a peak now, which we love. We're talking to Jeremy Piven. How come uh, for President Obama they put former Chicago resident? What did they put for yours? I can't remember. Under your name, you know. I mean, when you get when you get to his level, you know, you could basically say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, eight years, uh, you know, I, I remember when he left Chicago and, you know, I was lucky enough to stump for him and I brought my mom and, and they were so kind to see Michelle backstage and they were just amazing. And just, he said, listen, when, um, when he went off to Washington before, you know, just before any of this happened, he said, you guys have some patience with me. It takes a long time to get any momentum in politics. And then he just becomes president, oh, yeah, I, which is just so insane. The idea that you can, you know, be in your 50s having served eight years as president right. is just insane. So you can put anything. With me, I think they put something like viciously mediocre uh, <laughs> football player, uh-huh. uh, used to yell at people on HBO, mm-hmm. um, now is doing <laughs> puppet shows on Navy Pier. Uh-huh. I think that's what it said. Uh, I love that. By the way, we were just talking about filling time during the pandemic. Um, Evanston Township High School, have your friends reached out to you from high school and said, hey, man, let's do a Zoom? Because I get requests all the time. You know, it got to the point where I think people are all Zoomed out. I think that we we went so deep with it. I actually love it because we raised some money uh for COVID recently and did like a little entourage reunion uh, with all, well, there's all the women of entourage uh, and myself. And it was so fun and it was just great to see everyone. I, I'm a caveman with technology, so I don't mind zoom. I've been zooming some table reads mm-hmm. for stuff. Right. Um, you know, uh, is, but uh, as far as that, no, I mean, you're obviously a very popular guy. I probably don't get as many zoom requests <laughs> as you do. People aren't reaching out and saying, Jeremy, come on, let's get on the Zoom. Remember in grammar school when uh, we hung out for a month, month and a half? I mean, I'm getting everything. I have to say, because I don't really, I need to be on Facebook more. I'm not really on it. So I'm not, you know, I, for people to find me, it's like I'll be on the road doing a stand-up comedy gig and like, you know, my, a buddy of mine from fifth grade showed up, and that was incredible. So I, the ways I connect with people are very old school. Okay. I like that. And by the way, yeah. um, how was your mother doing? That was going to be my first question out of the box. How was your mother? How's you your know, family, your sister? Very, very kind of you to ask. Joyce Piven, um, 
Uh, you just made me feel incredibly guilty because I have not spoken to her today. She's doing great. You know, one of the many reasons, as you know, um, why we have to do the right thing and not rush this is for our parents and our grandparents. Right, I and agree. She, yeah, man. And, you know, it's it's very easy. Listen, I haven't worn hard pants or a watch in nine weeks, <laughs> you know? So... <laughs> So we you just, know, I, I, Jeremy, we just talked about that. Four out of five people aren't putting on pants on a daily basis, and you're one of those people. Well, I didn't say I'm not putting on pants, my man. I, I you know, I, I've got, I've, I've mastered the art. I've got very fancy sweatpants. <laughs> sweatpants you know? do not count. They do. If no, Kanye they, made them, and they're leather. Nope, those do not. They no, no, just, do not count. I'm just kidding. No, um, listen. She, she, my sister Shira and her kids and and her husband Adam McKay are doing really well. Everyone's laying incredibly low. Um, I can't wait to get back to Chicago and 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 play. I, I can't. I, I'm trying to figure out where I want to play first. I don't know, but I can't wait to do for all of us to gather again and laugh. It's going to be incredible. Right. Well, they're talking. I've heard rumblings about comedians going on the road this fall, starting at casinos first. That's what I've heard on the DL, just between. Yeah, I just I just us. want to perform in front of degenerates, you know, in a, in a pit somewhere, right? You I, know, with them just glassy eyed. So, what is Jeremy Piven doing now? Are you doing stand up? You're doing acting? Are you taking roles? You tell me because you did stand up for two years. Yeah, well, God, it's 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 going to be three now, three years. Uh, I was doing it nonstop and loved it, and it was incredible. What I'm doing now is I, I, I just, the other day, you know, signed on to do a movie as soon as they let us, you know, they're making new rules of how many people on set and blah, blah, blah. Um, I've got a, a, a few movies in the can that I've been helping with the editing process, which is amazing, and I love it. Uh, I just, here's an exclusive, I just, I guessed, Uh-oh, we're losing you. You know. It sounded like you were drowning. Sorry. Right? Sorry, buddy. I, okay. I said I just started a podcast, which hasn't come out yet, which I can't, I, I, you know, it's, it's so fun, as you know, just kicking it around and chopping it up with people and talking to them. And right. Well, that's going to be incredible. Well, look at Joe Rogan just signed a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify. Oh, man. Who's Joe Rogan? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. You know. Joe is one of those guys where, listen, man, he deserves it. Yeah. He deserves all of that because he was one of the first guys to get on it. He's gotten, he's just gotten, a, he's, uh, it's an authentic voice. That's exactly who he is. Right. Normal and guy. Did it, yeah, but just did it his way. He's incredibly curious. His range of interests is as is, is wide as anyone in the game. He's a fascinating guy. He's a great comic and martial artist, and, and he's winning. God bless him. Right. Good for him. We're uh, a few more minutes with uh, Jeremy Piven. How are you uh, reducing anxiety during the pandemic? What are you doing to fill time? Uh, you know, I this will sound incredibly pretentious, but I, I really <laughs> can't say enough about meditating i um you know just and don't be intimidated by it if you can do 15 minutes in the morning and just clear your thoughts and just breathe get a mantra whatever do some positive affirmations and just sit alone and go inward and i and it sounds like i'm being a dummy right now no no i I feel like you were listening to the show because we've covered all everything you've brought up we covered before we had you on in the meditation thing i have a problem with it 
I can't. Well, of course you do. I can't. Of course you do, because you're human. Yes. So I beat myself up, and then I quit. So how do we keep going? Well, you have two choices. You can quit, and it's really easy, and uh, that's a fact. You know, you can do it. Um, But you're going to continue to kind of be a slave to your thoughts and your doubts and your fears. Or you can just kind of throw away expectations and your ego and all that and just stay in it. The variable is consistency. Stay in it. And then, you know, you you are as present as as you, you can possibly be. And you are not... You know those thoughts in a weird way, like our brains are antennas, like a like a like your radio show, and you may pick up some guys' you know thoughts or whatever that aren't even your own, and then you're a slave to them and your fears and whatever, and you're not present. That's not a great way to be. And you know it's so interesting because I feel like I played a character that is you know on a lower vibration, Ari Gold, that is very reactive. And, you know, when people are not operating on a high vibration, they're always getting into arguments, and they're always taking things personally. But if you want to get it, and that was really fun to play, um, and I love being mistaken for him, not really. But I will say this, if you want to just, God, I don't know why I'm preaching at you about meditation right now. I wanted to ask you about the high vibration thing. What does that mean? For a guy that just started this, we had Dan Harris on from ABC News. Do you know who Dan is? I don't. He's got the app 10% Happier. He's the guy that had the meltdown during uh, Good Morning America where he was doing a newscast and he just lost it. And he needed to find some way to reduce his anxiety. And instead of turning to drugs, he turned to medication. I mean meditation, not medication. Meditation. (laughs) Yes. So what does the high vibration mean? Well, the high vibration means, and it's uh, it's also power. Uh oh, we're losing one man talk. I'm sorry, we were losing you again. Go ahead, say say it again. Um, by the way, I don't remember a time when I wasn't talking to you. Well, I think we started this, this interview at six in the morning. People, people are just like pulling over and just like running out of their car, throwing themselves in Lake Michigan. They've had enough. Stop talking. Um, no, uh, of, you know, we all, you know, why? Let me listen. We gravitate towards certain people for a reason. Right. Oh, that person's. I, that person, I, I feel very warm around him. He's, you know, he's got a great energy, whatever. People say that all the time. That's kind of a vibration. If they're, if you're kind of, you know, playing that victim and the world owes me something and you're angry at everything and you're reactive and sensitive and blah, 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 that's a bit of a lower vibration. But if you start embracing gratitude ah, okay. and you're happy to be here and, and you're happy and people are going to notice that and there's a certain vibration you, you've, you've raised your vibration and you feel better. People want to be around you. You know, when you hold grudges, it's like taking poison and hoping the other person dies. There was a great quote to bring it back to Michael Jordan. There was a great quote. Uh, I don't know if it was on the show or afterwards, but here it is. Michael Jordan's gift was not that he could jump high, run fast or shoot a basketball. His gift was that he was completely present. And that was the great separator. Because they talked about that over and over, that Jordan could be present. He could be right there. Yes, that that was absolutely the case. And, you know, uh, what are all the variables that led him to being present? 
He, um, we know that he's incredibly gifted and works his butt off and uh, by his own admission had a competition disorder. Thank God for all of us because right. we got to watch it right. and be proud of him and, and our city. Um, but he, he wasn't great early and like a lot of players are, and he didn't make the high school team. And his mom said, well, you, you know, you got to work hard and, and he needed his father's approval, and he worked so incredibly hard to get it and double down. And, you know, you even got to see later on his father saying, if you want to see Michael, you know, really rise, you know, tell him he can't do something. So there's something innately in him that I think he, he earned that presence. Now, does he meditate? I don't know. I mean, he certainly spent many years with Phil, and Phil was his Zen master, so right. maybe that was part of it. Um, I think, you know, there's also, you know, because he, he knew he was very much in his body. And so, like, at the free throw line, you know, whose heart wouldn't be racing? But he knew how to just be totally present, right. be calm, get that, get that heart down, and then literally close your eyes and make a free throw. Yeah. So that's a whole other level. Or give me the ball with 10 seconds left, and I'll, meet, I'll make the game winner. That was him every single right. time. Right, because, you know, it, it wasn't just that he was greedy or needed to win. It's just that he did all the steps to put himself in the position where he knew how to pull that trigger. You know, it's that old Malcolm Gladwell thing about 10,000 hours. He just grinded over and over again so that he, the muscle memory was there and he knew that he could sink it, but he also knew that Steve Kerr could sink it. He also knew that Paxson could, and he was lucky to have Scotty and, and all that. And listen, I know everyone needs content, you know, when people are starting to bicker and, and go at each other. I just, I hope it stops, you know, with you know, the fallout from, from the last dance. Right. <laughs> I know. I hope it stops, too. And uh, they'll get past it. Wait until you see Lance, which starts tonight. You want to uh, oh. talk about an unlikable guy. Wow. They sent me an advanced copy, and this guy, a little bit crazy. But I gotta, we got to hit news coming up. It's so great to hear your voice. Thank you for coming on. You as well, my brother. I, I hope to be seeing you soon and to be performing in Chicago. Have an amazing summer. I hope to have you in studio before the end of summer, okay? That would be amazing. All right. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk soon. All right. Take, take care, buddy. That See was you. Jeremy Piven, everybody. That's awesome.